0: Believe it or not, staff training doesn't end on the last day of your orientation. In fact, a great strategy to keep staff engaged, motivated, and excited throughout the summer and fight off those midsummer slumps is to continually offer training and learning opportunities as the season progresses. Today's episode focuses on some of our best ideas for conducting training throughout the summer.
1: This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by GoCamp Pro. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for summer camp leaders and directors at gocamp.pro.
0: Do you ever feel like you're spending so much time at the office that you have no time left for camp? With UltraCamp, you can track attendance, manage staff applications, and streamline registration so you'll be back outside in no time. Find
2: out more at ultracampmanagement.com campcode. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by GoCamp Pro. We have created and are dedicated to this podcast because we believe that staff training is one of, if not the most important part of your job as a camp director. Staff training is what prepares your staff to care for their campers, to feel confident in their skills, to do their jobs to the best of their ability, and to learn along the way. A well-thought-out and intentional staff training will help you in more ways than you can imagine, and we need to help each other bring our very best. Welcome to Camp Code, everybody, and we're going to start this episode off by introducing ourselves. Ruby, could you go first, please?
0: I'm Ruby Compton. My pronouns are she, her, and I am the chief exploration officer for Ruby Outdoors, which is a fancy way to say that I'm self-employed. I do training and support for camps all over the country, but also specifically for camps here in Western North Carolina, where I am based. Thanks, Ruby. And Gabs, how
2: about you?
1: My name is Gabrielle Rael, and I'm one of the camp directors of Camp Warro, Camp Waro's and Little Girls Camp in the Laurentian Mountains of Quebec, Canada, and we focus on creating a positive environment for gender minorities, and my pronouns are she, her, elle. Thanks for that
2: little bit of French today. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) We And I'm Beth Allison. I'm co-owner of Camp Hacker and Go Camp Pro, and my pronouns are also she, her. I am a camp consultant and trainer from Woodstock, Ontario, Canada, and my big passion is solid, supportive, and purposeful community through intentional staff training. All right, let's jump in today. So although the start of summer camp is still a few months away, we want to talk today about what happens in the middle of the summer. You know that time mid-season when you're halfway through, when you have a break between sessions, and it's time to bring your staff together again from for some more professional development or in-service training or whatever you call it. And if you don't have this time set aside in the middle of the summer, we're here to strongly recommend that you do. So, Ruby, let's start with you. Why have in-service training at all and what should folks make sure is included in it?
0: Yeah. So for in-service training, I think about all the things I didn't get to during staff training. (laughs) And I also think about what are the things that folks are finding challenging. Um, And and that's going to come through observing staff, through asking them. I, I would ask them in my feedback sessions, hey, you know, what do you feel like you need to be more successful or what are you struggling with? And I also think, just reinforcing those skills that are critically important at camp. I I try to think about always putting a new tool in the toolbox. I don't know about you all, but I love learning stuff. And so when I learn something new, I'm stoked about trying it. And so I try to keep having those moments throughout the summer so that even if it's the same old activities or the same group of kids over a period of time, they are getting new tools to try out.
2: Which is great because Learning is is what we teach at camp. You know the excitement for it, the curiosity, all those kinds of things is what we really focus on. So great to be able to focus some time on that. Okay, Gabs, what's your first suggestion for folks?
1: My first suggestion is to tell staff members that we are doing training throughout the summer, so that when you do need to share something, it's not like you're coming down on them and saying, you know, we're not doing this well enough, um, and now this is what we're focusing on. It's just it's continued training. And then for me, it's it's also I'm a big fan of retrieval. So stuff that we've already learned uh, now that we're actually having the experiences with our campers or down at the waterfront or, you know, uh, at uh, bus service, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, how going back to that theory that we learned during uh, during camp, uh, during staff training and, re- and looking at during camp and then comparing it is this. Realistic. Uh, do, what have you noticed from this? So, you know all of these pieces, but retrieval I find is really, really, really helpful with not just continuing that learning throughout the summer, but for those staff members that are coming back next year, those connections are just going to grow so much more. So um, I would first front load saying that we are doing it. Second, I would choose uh, certain topics that I would plug into my uh, plug into my calendar right away because I know we want to do that, and then. Um, um, and then implement those. And some of those that I would absolutely have during staff training would be probably uh, camper observations. So behavior observations. What are we noticing about our campers? Who are you connecting with? Who are you avoiding, and why? Um, having these sort of uh, conversations, I find are helpful. Um, but plugging in some of those things immediately, so that it
2: forces us to do it. That's great. Thanks, Gab. So Gavin Ribiere giving you suggestions of sessions that you can do or things you want to focus on, I'm going to give you a little bit of a here's what I did for three days kind of overall schedule so you can kind of see if you've never run it before what sorts of things you might want to think about. So I loved in-service when I was directing. It was one of my favorite times of the summer. It was a few days to pause and reflect and evaluate and play and learn and center ourselves for the second half of the summer. We spent a lot of time thinking about and planning for in-service. We always included work, big work, and fun, big fun, as well as other highlights of those three days. So work, big work involved things like any site work that may have needed, say, 80 pairs of hands to accomplish it quickly, or a time to divide and conquer tasks which just couldn't be accomplished with the site full of campers. It was front-loaded with staff that this, just like other duties during camper sessions, was a responsibility and a privilege to be able to care for the property and the equipment and the buildings or program areas. And we always made work big work, entertaining and energizing with costumes and great tunes blaring over our speaker system. Uh, some years we had cheers created by each team there was a super fun announcement to get folks excited and on board and and so on and so after lunch the day that session ended and all of our campers had headed home in the morning work big work would begin after rest hour and it usually lasted two hours before we you know all went down for a free swim together and it allowed us to get the physical needs of the camp met and out of the way before we dedicated the rest of in-service to taking care of our people. And I also found it was a really great team building exercise we worked with our facilities team to plan and prepare supplies for it weeks in advance so that it ran as smoothly as possible. And then we avoided feelings of frustration, but instead we gave our staff the opportunity to feel like a sense of accomplishment and pride. Some years, depending on the work, big work being done, we would do a quick tour afterwards so that teams could show off their efforts and receive earned applause. And that evening, we'd have time for real connection and play. So it varied from year to year, but we would run things like choose your own adventure sessions led by staff with really interesting or creative skills, or sometimes by alumni who would come to visit. Things like a baking class, which of course resulted in an amazing evening snack for everybody, opportunities for staff to create art or music, or maybe gain uh, photography skills or vehicle mechanics, or just about anything. And if you've listened to our podcast, you know that we always took stock prior to the start of the summer of all the obvious and hidden talents of our staff so that we could call on them during times like this to teach or share or enrich our staff. So Choose Your Own Adventure was followed by a great evening program where staff could really play. And of course, we'd follow that up with a huge campfire and some years an an ETB or early to bed so that folks could catch up on their rest or a time of stargazing together or something else that was just a little bit different from the camp schedule when campers were on site. And we'd also work with our kitchen staff ahead of time to plan meals that were different from the scheduled meals that they'd been eating throughout that first month. And with much smaller numbers on site, with no campers, the kitchen, they always worked really hard to create something special to show their appreciation of the staff's hard work. So with day one done, we could check off necessary site work, team and community building, laughter play, unwinding from all the responsibilities of caring for campers, and then reconnecting with each other, which paved the way for and put folks in the right head and heart space for the next full day of evaluation of our summer so far and the learning and sometimes relearning that Gab and Ruby have talked about that our staff needed. But I'm going to talk a little bit more about that after a word from our amazing sponsor.
0: One of the reasons I enjoy working in the camp industry is that camp people always want to help. Camp directors are problem solvers, and actually, I would argue that camp directors often have the superpower of bringing out the very best in the people around them. Imagine if your camp registration software could bring out the best in your people at camp. Well, UltraCamp can. When you visit ultracampmanagement.com/slash campcode, you can download their free guide about building connections with campers and find out how UltraCamp offers you control over your registration software. They help you automate your billing, create custom reports, help manage your hiring process, which includes integrated background checks. Uh, They help you communicate with your customers and donors and add in the efficiency of automation so that you have a platform that you can put to work for you. UltraCamp's goal is to provide resources so their clients can spend more time in camp doing what they do best. If this all doesn't sound like your registration software, don't you think it should? Visit visit their website, ultracampmanagement.com slash campcode and set up a time to chat. They look forward to meeting you.
2: All right. And we are back. All right, Ruby, what else have you got for us in service? What should we be thinking about?
0: Yeah. So Beth outlined something that I think would work really well in an overnight camp. And maybe you're going like, I'm a day camp. This, this uh, I can't have my staff come be on site for three days or we're, there's just no way that we're going to take a three-day period and do that. So Actually, the first time I heard the phrase in service was for when we made a switch in our lifeguarding program at the YMCA camp I was at. And that program required four hours of in-service for lifeguards every month. And so this is a giant camp with uh, day camp and overnight camp operating over 200 staff. We had about a team of about 30 lifeguards. So that included the people who were lifeguarding every day, but also like our directors who maintained their lifeguarding certs and weren't necessarily on the stand all that often. And so all those people, in addition to all their responsibilities, had to fit in Four hours of in-service every month uh, while they're at camp. So you're talking eight to 12 hours of in-service fit in over the course of the summer. And if that that starts to make your head explode, thinking about asking your staff to find eight to 12 hours Mm -hmm. in their summer schedule, like, whew, that's a lot. So I want to share with you some of the creative things that they did, as well as some ways that I've tackled that in other programs I've been a part of. Um, One is they offered multiple in-services that covered similar topics, but had different instructors each time over the course of a day. So in one day, you might have an in-service for a half hour or an hour offered before the campers arrived. So from like 7.30 to 8.30, you might have an in-service offered during lunch for the folks that weren't counselors of campers. Uh, So that usually is when our like lifeguarding folks who did that full-time during the summer, that's usually when they would do their in-service. We had it offered at the end of the day while camper pickup was going on uh, because we had the counselors able to provide eyes um, and, and our ratios were a little different at that time. So some of the folks who are lifeguards, maybe counselors, maybe not, could step away and go take their in-services. Um, and they also um, would occasionally like schedule a class period where instead of having folks in the pool and the lake we put everybody in the lake and that could be guarded by three or four guards versus meeting like 15 guards across all of our waterfront activities so that would free up some folks so that was a, a strategy that I used at a smaller it was an overnight camp but we built our activity schedule so that the first Monday of every session we didn't offer canoeing that was really the only activity that required lifeguards during our activity periods. And so we didn't offer canoeing. So our lifeguards were freed up and we would do in service. And all of our staff who are lifeguards were scheduled for in service at that time. So I think about We can do this with general staff as well. We can do multiple meetings where we're not expecting, we got to free up everybody at the same time. That was how I ran staff meetings was instead of trying to pull every counselor at the same time or half the staff during rest hour, please don't ever, ever take away their rest hour to do a meeting, please. Like for the love of all, I'll
1: never, ever. (laughs) Don't
0: do it. And so the way the system was when I, when I got to that camp was they'd take half the staff and sit, you know, one half of the staff would go back to the cabin with their kids and the other cabin counselor would stay back for the meeting. And then they were expected to just communicate that information to the other staff member. You can probably see where the problems might've occurred. So (laughs) instead we started doing during our free time, I would offer the same, the same staff meeting two days in a row. And during that free time, only a third of our staff were really on duty. And so the other third or two thirds could come to the staff meeting. And then the next day, I would just repeat the same staff meeting. So that way they're not um, being taken away significantly from their kids or taken away significantly from their own free time and like kind of chill time and making sure that I'm offering very real, Applicable tools. Get straight to the point for the meeting stuff that they need to know. But then, let me teach you a game. Let's talk about this situation that's going on. Let's practice some scenarios, doing that recall and practice that Gabs was talking about. Um, that that's the route that I would go for for my staff meetings. And please also never, ever, ever, even if it's the only time you think you can do it, don't ever do your staff meeting at the end of a session and or right after the kids leave and right before time off. The staff aren't listening. So bring them back an hour early, but send them on their way. Don't try to teach them anything in that time. You know how
2: people always say that meeting could have been an email. It's the same concept is that make sure those staff meetings are um, teachable moments or something that they really need to learn or hear, but don't, don't ever have a staff meeting for the sake of having a staff meeting. (laughs) Exactly. We want to make sure that we use their time wisely. Uh, great. Okay, Gabs. How about you in service? What would you do? So,
1: so for me, the the way we run in service is we have two uh, staff meetings a day. One in the morning, one in the afternoon. In the morning, it's a full staff meeting, In the afternoon it's a uh, smaller uh, meetings with specific age group staff members and and um, other service staff. And so, um, what we tend to do in the morning is is an evaluation so um, of our staff and where they're at. So. For example, we have uh, something that's where we say during X. So we'll say during this activity or during meal times, I feel confident when dot dot dot, and then um, during meal times, I don't feel as confident when dot dot dot. So then we can assess. First, where staff members, where some staff members are feeling like they need uh, more knowledge and experience, and where they're feeling good, um, and and so the the actual education part tends to happen in the afternoon um, because they're smaller groups, and then they can pair off and, and discuss w- with each other. Um, for me in services, I, I I think it's it's helpful to sometimes bring in it's helpful sometimes bring in guest speakers to do like maybe even if you can't fly them in, um, do a zoom room and have them recall some information. But I really do think that a lot of the times we look at the in-service piece and we think, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. And, and, and really, or we just ignore it. Listen, I did my staff training during, during staff training, it's done. Now we've got to do the work. And I, and I find for me, my staff have have benefited the most out of a 15 to 20 minute, um, assessment of their role and, um, what they're doing great and what, where they could do a little bit better. And then, um, together figuring that out or informing everybody. Sometimes it's the same information for everyone. So you can create that, that 15 minute, 20 minute, half an hour, half an hour, um, training. I think that the reason why I'm a big fan of asking our staff members is that sometimes I think this is what staff need and um, and I'm off. I know it's shocking. i very good at my job, but sometimes I'm off and I don't realize it. sometimes they're confident in things um, that I didn't know or they're not confident in things that I, that I didn't know. And I think sometimes as camp directors, we don't do the in-service uh, training necessarily because we don't know where to start. Um, so I'm honestly a, a big fan of, I would say biweekly um, assessing different areas of camp, seeing where their confidence level is and, and having a, a simple think pair share uh, conversation and, and building that in. I think the other thing is, is that, um, camp directors sometimes don't know where to start. And so you're like, I do need to start somewhere. Um, and, and we just try to, you've built in the time, but now you're like, now what ask your staff just created in a constructive way that that allows them to write it down. Um, for me, this has been the the biggest help. And as well as um, for my staff, it's been the best, uh, it's been such positive feedback. These just 15, 20 minutes that we've built into our schedules.
2: That's great. Thanks, Gab. Okay, I'm going to take you back to what we used to do. We were an overnight camp and we took a break of three days in the middle of the summer where our staff was there, but our campers were not. So, and we called it in-service every year. So day two of in-service was our only full day together. So we started it off right with a bit of a sleep in, honestly, even like half an hour or so was so appreciated by the staff. But if your schedule allows it, you can offer them more. The morning consisted of sessions, again, planned well in advance with our leadership team of an evaluation of how the summer had been going so far. So this included time for individual reflection of staff performance to team evals like our waterfront or our adventure people or our counsellors. And of course the directors and us as a community. And we worked to create interesting and unique ways to evaluate our summer to that point. So that not only was each type of area evaluation different, but also each year's because we always had staff who were returning. Um, We wanted to ensure that we kept offering them new and creative ways to reflect on our journey together so far. One year, we asked each section of staff to choose a representative to sit on an evaluation panel of our first month of the summer, and we had prepared questions in advance about everything from food to programs to daily schedule to support from supervisors, like everything. And this group gave each part of the eval a numerical grade as well as added any comments that they felt pertinent, and then they presented to the entire staff, and of course, we followed up with a debrief. One year, we put them into small groups, purposely mixed, of course, to include a variety of roles, And we gave each group several parts of the evaluation to talk through and report on. No matter how we did the big camp eval, we always made time for, okay, so what do we need to do about this? What do we need to celebrate? What do we need to tweak? How can we make things better, easier, more workable, more satisfying? So essentially how can we improve to create an even stronger community that focuses on our mission? The afternoon of the second day for us was after rest hour Remember, downtime is still really key, even if campers are not present, were sessions prepared ahead by leadership team members on any areas that we thought our staff needed to work on, which could include a new way to review things from leadership training or help with skills that we were struggling with, or if the summer was going really smoothly, even more advanced ways to take us to the next level. This afternoon's focus was on skills to help them help them do their jobs better, become stronger staff members. It was all about our roles in the camp community and how we could raise ourselves to even greater heights or tighten our relationships with each other. Keep in mind, we never waited until midway through the summer <laughs> to address any glaring issues. Those are always dealt with immediately, but this was a way for us to hear about concerns that we hadn't yet, even though our staff filled out weekly evals and we knew and they knew that they could come and chat with people anytime. But sometimes issues arose after uh, the eval and debrief that none of us even realized. But it was a time to say, hey, we're listening. And how can we help? And what can we do to make things better if we need to? For dinner that evening, we often had the program staff decorate the dining hall for the counselors and serve them dinner, complete with us all dressed in black and white with music in the background. One year we had a violinist on staff, so he strolled through the dining hall playing during the meal, whatever we could come up with to really spoil our hardworking counselors. And that evening was fun, big fun. And we would go all out or at least as all out as we could with a not-for-profit budget. We hired square dance callers or we rented popcorn and candy machines and all that stuff for a carnival or we decorated the lodge for a coffee house and brought in amazing coffees and treats and let our staff share their incredible talents. One year, we played a crazy game of stock exchange where staff could earn camp dollars, and then they we held an auction where they could spend it. And the auction items were not usually things, actually, but experiences that were offered by other staff members. Things like learning how to solo a canoe with our watercraft director or guitar lessons with our MD director or a cake of their choice by our kitchen manager – And the item that always got the most excitement and bidding was a bubble bath in my house at camp, complete with candles and music and all the pampering products. And we would change it up every year and pump it up the day before. And so folks got really excited about Fun Big Fun. And then we would follow it up with an out-of-this-world snack, complete with ambience, candles, music, a non-alcoholic bar with drinks with tiny umbrellas and all that stuff, And the kitchen would put on a spread that was only seen that one time that summer, and it was amazing. And this was our way to say thank you to our staff for all of their hard work, for their tireless efforts, and we use this time to vocalize it. And Travis and I took time during this evening to call them out for all the amazing work that we'd seen and to show our immense gratitude. So that was day two. Anything else from you two? Anything else you would like to share about in-services? Mm. And the way you ran them, Ruby. Please go ahead.
0: Yeah, I I want to throw out just a few other like zany ideas. Cause yeah, please, we all know that I for it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did okay. Here's like five zany ideas. Number mm. one, if you work with a remote team, so I've I've worked that on that with an outdoor ed team where I never saw folks. Um, I did videos for them, recorded short videos. I'd do it kind of like newscaster style and have an image that would come up. You can't be that fancy. Just so fun. Record a video. uh, And I got a lot more response from that, which was nice. And remember to include captions on your video. So either upload it to a service that will auto caption or put that in to your video. Um, Maybe you have... Uh, in person, but your staff all arrive at different times, So, but there's news that they need to know at the beginning of the day. What is a place that they have to pass by? Or do you offer coffee? If you do, put your most important notes or reminders by the coffee pot everybody's got to take that time to pour the coffee you can use that during the year as well in your office Um, I think about number three how college campuses will put like uh, news notes or events that are coming up on the back of bathroom stalls Um, so particularly for those that are sitting down to use the bathroom it is a captive audience Um, so you might have to be a little more creative for folks who are standing up and you might have to go on a couple different walls But I think it's an easy way that everybody's probably going to visit at some point during the day. So put some of your notes there um, that may be needed or reminders or, again, a new game. Like, what a way to capitalize on that time. Um, here's my last one. Think about, can you have some of your meetings or trainings in, um, in a non-traditional place? So is it in canoes in the middle of the lake? Is it in the bounce house that you've rented for the day? Like, think about how you can use some of the spaces that you have. So it's not just always, we're sitting in the same spot we always sit. It gets them thinking more dynamically and creatively.
2: Love it. Love it. Okay. So here is my day three, which is Really short, but just to wrap up in-service for us, the final day only went to mid-afternoon, then half of the staff went home for three days while the other staff set up for family camp that would join us that night after dinner. And those staff had already had their three-day break prior to in-service. So this morning, this final morning also began with a bit of a sleep-in, a superb pajama breakfast, and then some more session time. Whereas the day before session focused on staff growth, our rules in our community, our abilities to better serve our campers, this day's session focused on personal growth time, focused on helping each of our people become their best possible selves. So, again, we changed it up every year. We ran a session on happiness one year and how to savor the moments we ran a session one year on how to speak confidently or how to work on our resilience. And again, we looked to the unique skills of our staff or alumni to lead some of those sessions. We always ended things off in a way that inspired and empowered our people for the second half of the summer to come. One year, we divided our staff into planned groups and assigned everyone the job of becoming a campaign manager for someone specific in their group. And each person wrote their name, that uh, other person's name on a slip of paper and put it in a hat. And the, Sorry, they would put their own name in the hat, and then the person's name you drew was nominated for the most wonderful person of the year. So your job was to design a campaign button using a 3 by 5 index card and then list on the back at least three good campaign statements promoting your nominee. And each campaign manager then delivered their campaign speech to their small group and presented their nominee with a button. So just a creative way to highlight the great work of an amazing uh, and the amazing contribution of each staff member. We were sure to revisit that year's theme from leadership training and add in some of those extra little details like we all do at leadership training, things like passing out secret challenges. So sending out 10 at every meal so that throughout in-service, everyone received one. And the messages included things like, you know, genuinely compliment six people before dinner or help at at least two people by breakfast tomorrow. The days had a purpose for us. They were a break a rest from the responsibilities of having campers there 24-7, a time for us to reconnect and play together and learn, but also to address concerns, brainstorm together now how we were going to fix those concerns, and, of course, to in- to thank the staff and inspire them and empower them for the rest of the summer to come. So that was our in-service. Gabs, it's time for Recap.
1: Recap, Recap, Recap! Um, okay. This is more of a um, a, just a thought. The thought is whether you want to impart new information on your staff or help them retrieve old information, make sure that you plan ahead. You can look at your schedule and say, hey, do we need all these people? Or Can we separate them into many little groups and repeat ourselves over and over again so that they have not only free time, but time to learn and absorb information? You can go big and work big and have big fun and have themes and many positive things with not just learning, but also creating team building. But also you could do a 15-minute session every single day or every other day. The point is that it's important to provide time for staff to stop, pause, reflect, and that will help their continued learning. And at the end of the day, you can um, always send videos, you can have coffee reminders, bathroom post-its, find spaces around camp to host different meetings, Um, But what we want to make sure that we include in all of these, these things is to say thank you to our staff for the work that they are doing. Thanks for this wonderful session you two I really appreciated it all the different perspectives it was very nice for me.
2: Thanks, Gab, And thanks for the recap. And yes, I think it was great to hear all kinds of different ways that you mm-hmm. can continue to train your staff throughout the summer and pick and choose and do what works for you. If you don't have three days available in the summer, don't worry about it. You sort of figure it out and do what works for you. But just don't assume the training ends the last day of staff training. I think exactly. that's our big point. Yeah. All right. Here's how you can get involved and tell us all your thoughts on this episode or any others by using the hashtag camp code. You can also let us know any topics you would like us to discuss mm-hmm. or guests that you recommend that we either have on the show or talk to, to get some information beforehand, any great leadership training tips that you have for us to share. We would love to hear them from you. We're all about sharing in this industry. And if you found our podcast useful, we'd love it if you could give us a rating and a review in your podcasting app, because your feedback helps us keep the show going. And if you want to reach out to any of us individually, here's how you do it. Ruby, we'll start with you.
0: You can find me, Ruby, at rubyoutdoors.com or at rubyoutdoors on Instagram or at rubylyn 85 on Twitter.
2: Thanks. And Gabrielle, how do they find you?
1: You can email me at info at waro.com, O-U-A-R-E-A-U.com.
2: Or you can follow me on Instagram at Gabrielle Rail and rail takes two L's. Thanks. And you can uh, email me directly at Beth at gocamp.pro. I'm really just an Instagram voyeur, but you can message me on Twitter (laughs) at Topaz. Now, for our next podcast, we are going to be talking about acknowledging white privilege in staff training. And our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And again, we'd love to hear some of your memorable moments or your most effective tips. And you can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. And this week we have a best practice from Ruby.
0: The way that I collected information from staff, one of the many ways that I collected information from staff about what they wanted more training on or wanted to discuss in staff meeting is I would put a piece of paper up in the the counselor workroom. It was kind of like the staff workspace where the mailboxes were, and it's possible that you could be in there by yourself or that a group of staff could be in there. But I just put a piece of paper up on a clipboard with a pen and say, what do we need to discuss in this week's staff meeting? Um, Then what that allows me to do is instead of being in a meeting or a training and going, what do y'all want to talk about and having to go whatever direction they wanted to. Uh, that I could pick and choose topics. Some of them were things we needed to address w- right away before everybody goes off for their time off uh, in between sessions. Some of them could totally wait. And if there were themes um, that that were things we needed to be addressing or were common problems, then we'd build a bigger training out of it. Sometimes it was like, oh, I totally know who wrote that. I'm going to go talk to them one on one. So it it gives a great space for people to put feedback. And the key thing is, I would hold that list during my meetings and check things off so that folks would see not only is this a place where you put this information but i'm working off of this list so it is valuable for you to write things on here that are concerning you and we will take care of them so put up a piece of paper title it like topics for staff meeting um, or what do you want to learn more about any of those things will work and give folks a chance to add to it Uh, again Ideally, it can be something that can be done privately or in a group, um, but that they have the space and time to think and add as they wish.
2: Brilliant, as always. Thanks, Ruby. Camp Code is part of the GoCamp Pro podcast network, and you can check out all of our other podcasts at gocamp.pro slash podcasts. And there are some really wise people with brilliant ideas, so look them up and give them a listen. And in fact, Ruby's going to tell us a little bit about what she has listened to most recently.
0: Mm Today, I want to invite you to check out the First Class Counselor podcast. I've highlighted them here before, but on a recent episode, they actually took a compilation of reflections from camp directors, where each camp director talked about the best staff member that's ever worked for them, and more importantly, what made them that best uh, staff person. So For you, if you're rewriting job descriptions or need inspiration on how to attract the right applicants for your camp, this might be a good episode. It's episode 52 of the First Class Counselor podcast. Uh, And also feel free to share it with your camp staff so they have an understanding of what some of the best counselors do. And it doesn't have to necessarily come straight from your mouth. Great. Thanks so much,
2: Ruby. And I understand that's a two-part podcast, so uh, they will be sort of going through and debriefing all of that advice in the second half. So listen for both of those. Thank you so much. And now from all of us here at Camp Code, thanks for listening, friends.
1: Please remember, no other industry shares their best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea you heard on a Pro podcast, Please be professional and remember to give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by GoCamp Pro. Thanks for the listening, friends.
2: Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.